Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Touch of Gloves. I'm Jace. Jed. And we're just going to talk about some general news and just have a chit chat around the UFC world. Um, so we've had some cards after the after the main event and some controversial decisions, some good things to talk about. So we thought we'd get together and uh, see what see what we can come up with and uh, talk about sort of upcoming events and things like that and what we would like to see. Yeah, that's it. Isn't it? It's bank holiday weekend. Got a side there. Not going to like go through fight by fight, but we'll just we'll just have a chat. Um, yeah. And what you you kind of just hit the the nail on the head there, which when the fights haven't been on, you kind of forget the main talking point when they are, and that is usually controversy. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the the decisions of the last card, especially. Um, well, we've not actually discussed them, so I don't know what your thoughts were. But yeah. the general consensus was people were mad. Was the mm. was the general takeaway from the uh, results? Yeah, yeah of, I was. Uh, Hang and fire, obviously talking to you because I really want to know what your your, your opinion was on this. Because mm-hmm. usually we we are quite on uh, on point with these sort of things. Like we uh, have the same sort of opinion on this. So I was wondering if us not watching it together or being there, if it's kind of still still going to be the same. But I watched yeah. this uh, this card, and uh, I got to say, I I don't know what all the fuss is about. Part there was one decision that I I completely disagreed with, which was the uh, the Dan Ige fight against Barboza. I feel Barboza definitely won that. Um, okay. Dan, Dan got lucky. As much as I I love Dan Ige and I love that he won, because um, I just like his style, just complete scrappy. He didn't do enough to win. But the others, I was happy with. I was fine. Like they were so I mean, close. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't uh, as angry as, as Twitter seemed to be. Um, yeah. But the Marlon Vera fight, um, Cheetah Vera, you could see going either way. Uh, the Dan Ige fight, um, he definitely landed more punches, but I mean, mm. he got dropped and he got hurt numerous times in the fight. That so really mainly in the first round, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the first round was where he, he got hurt twice, dropped once and hurt twice. Mm-hmm. But it really comes down to that question of like, how do you score it? Because if you just go in volume, then the guy who's probably winning four of the five minutes wins the round. But if in that one minute, the guy who is the heavier hitter does more damage in that minute, yeah. does that not steal the round? I think, I believe so, um, especially when you knock the guy down. So I, I gave Barboza the first round. The second round was close. And then the third round, I just don't think Dan did enough to win it. Um I felt like Barboza was just the, the the better fighter in 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 the later rounds and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, just... I I agree that it was close enough not to be like this is an outrage yeah um, so yeah I'm not really any of them I actually thought the Angela Hill one was worse um, I didn't really see what Claudia did other than the first round and so, that was only yeah. really a takedown so... where she didn't do much it was it was um, really clear that it was. 1-1 going into the third and um mm-hmm. when i was watching it I, I don't feel like angela hill did enough she didn't that that final minute was pretty much dictated by claudia and i think that's what i wanted to her maybe yeah. angela hill just didn't do enough she 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 wasn't she was riding it out basically but claudia mm-hmm. was landing some punches got her up against the fence angela hill tried to get away but she'd span it right round, got her against the fence again and then and then landed a few um a few yeah. decent shots when they were coming out the clinch so i, I kind of see it i kind of see that that win i wasn't yeah none of them were that wasn't an outrage at all no. um 
I don't get why. Yeah, none of them were were like grievous robberies. Uh, I think because there haven't been fights for so long, people were quite eager to just jump J- on something. Jump on the bandwagon, uh, didn't they? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. I can um, see the, the song you've done fight um, with Marlon Vera. Tough. That, 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 that was a tough one to score. Um, really. I, I probably would have gave it to Vera, but I can see why he lost yeah. because is his style. When when he defends, he wraps up, and Song Yu Dun doesn't really do that. He, he he defends his himself by head movement, and it just looks better. So if you're yeah. judging that fight and the one fighter's wrapping up, it looks like he's being more hurt, even though yeah, it's just a defensive style. Landed. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, slipping punches is always going to look better than taking them on the arms. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's what lost him it um, in the in the eyes of the judges. But and then there was that um, really close one, Eric Anders. Yeah, well, that was kind of the fight that no one's really talking about. Uh, yeah, that was a stinker, really. Standards. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I can't even tell you what happened. Then I watched it like two days he ago. Uh, Anders just pinned him against the fence, and he did it for yeah. three rounds, and it didn't. He wasn't successful in doing anything. If the guy that you're pinning against the fence is stopping you from doing what you're trying to do, he deserves to win. Because he's clearly trying to take him down and, and control the fight on the ground, but he didn't. So I kind of felt that was fair, that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you that I don't think any were as bad as people were saying. Uh, I also think that if you actually look at the people who lost, they were the fan favourites. So that kind of makes sense why people would be more outraged that mm. they didn't win. Although I would say three of the fighters that lost got knockdowns. Um, and if you look back at like the last year, um, the only fight where the person who got the knockdown uh, didn't win was Diego Sanchez. And that was because of a bloody DQ stoppage. Like you literally every other fight that you can think of in the last 12 months, the person this got the knockdown and it goes to a decision, they win. Mm. Um, it's probably another thing why people are, are kind of jumping on that because that would suggest more damage was done. Uh, Claudia, you could argue that it caught her when she was slightly off balance. I mean, it turned her around and dropped her on her face. Yeah. Uh, Ige's definitely hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. And he got wobbled again. They, they both, um, both of them got straight back up. They were constantly it. fighting to get back up. So it wasn't, uh, like it, it wasn't as close as Walt Harris when he um, knocked down Overeem. Well, that, yeah, that's the other thing that I guess we'll talk that about. Close, um, yeah. In fact, we may as well jump into that now. So, obviously, with the Dominic Cruz thing, where everyone was like it was stopped uh, too early, Yeah, you can almost see, with the narrative going into that Walt Harris fight, I'm amazed that uh, Dan Rigliotta didn't just go, yeah, we're stopping that. Because looking at the, the, the Har- mess of his face. This is it. Like mm. everyone's rooting for Walt Harris. Like obviously the story going in, which UFC just played that promo package over and over again about his daughter or stepdaughter and how she was murdered. Um, which some people were angry about that they were kind of using it to sell a fight, but at the same time it happened. And if the father's happy to talk about it and is using it as something like for some sort of catharsis, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it. Like people are already watching it it's not like it's on the trailers or on the posters like they're not using it necessarily to sell the card it's acknowledging something that's happened 
before this man's return to the cage and actually what an emotional story that is and what a yeah. victory is that he even actually like put the gloves on um so yeah i kind of disagree with people saying that was was disgusting um i feel now that it needed to be acknowledged and i don't think they did it in too exploitative a manner but anyway as i was saying yeah going in when he dropped over him like if there was a crowd there which would have been all pro harris like everyone would have been cheering to stop that fight no one would have been mad if Mm -hmm. it got stopped there but fair play to the ref, fair play to the UFC for giving him Overeem rather than an easy win just to to make it like a nice Hollywood ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they gave transfer Overeem to come back, which he did. His face was pissing blood, as you said. Yeah, fair uh, play, mate. And then, yeah. yeah. And then that he took him out. With the, to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And then he handled the victory really well. Like both men, um, I don't think... Either one of them lost any standing with fans or the company or anything like that. Yeah. Walt Harris obviously the heart of the champion by just getting back in there. Overeem showed that his chin is not as, as laughable as people make out. It's literally just, it's the heavyweight division and that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, um, you get cool. Yeah, you're going yeah. down. Yeah. And then the, the high kick and then uh, hook combo that he used mm-hmm. to drop him was beautiful. Uh, and then, yeah, he just kind of, and, yeah, Walt Harris just, yeah, he, just he laid him flat. Just, yeah. uh, just enough to, to get the stoppage without doing too much damage. I don't really think he wanted to hurt him, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, and soon as it was stopped, he literally like consoled Walt Harris. I don't know if you heard, but he asked him there and then, we should train together, Like, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, like, like over obviously sees some things that Walt could teach him, and mm. that he could teach Walt. He's, uh, he's been around forever over him, so like, oh yeah, like yeah, said, second Walt highest third in UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, he's just turned forty. Like the amount of fights he's had, like K one and all over Japan, all over the world. He's a strike force champion. He mm. fought in Pride. He's just been everywhere, and he's still knocking on the door. Like the Rosen strike fight, he was winning four and a half rounds and then in the dying seconds got dropped with that monster punch his face fell off <laughs> yeah uh, oh, so like that's what i thought happened again yeah yeah well that's it and when he stood up and there was blood mm. over his face it's like oh right okay <laughs> um but yeah like he's always going to be one of those guys who is probably a win or two away from a title shot or at least he would be if the division was um not sort of at a, a landlock um yeah. stand still because of what's going on um i you, guess um, jumping back oh, carry on go 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 i was gonna say yeah jumping back to what you said earlier about taking the win well marlon vera didn't take that loss well did he that was oh, harsh yeah yeah he did not no well he didn't even say shake um, his hand um yeah. and then he got yeah. on twitter and called him a chinaman which a lot of people were annoyed about um mm. yeah I, he probably lost fans with because, as you said, it was it was close. It wasn't like he clearly won three rounds. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was close. And like, it's not the fighter's fault. Like, as in uh, Song Yudong, it's not his fault. Decision. He just did yeah, his best. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, shake his hand, respect the man for getting in the cage and facing you. Uh, and yeah, like try and maybe if you think he's that egregious, take it to the um, the council, whatever the hell, the commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Barboza's doing, um, although I think that might have already been turned down. Uh, but yeah, Barboza was trying They're to get it They're always going to stick with the judges, really. They yeah. don't really overturn them. 
I've never, and I haven't actually seen the decision being overturned. Well, that's it. Because once you set that precedent, yeah, every fighter's going to do it. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be inundated with requests for people to review their fights, and it's essentially just going to take judges out of the equation because it's like, well, whatever happens, this is going to the commission anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So see why they they stay away from that. When they uh, just the fight when, card when it, as a whole. Sorry, carry on. I was, I was going to say, I know I was going to make a joke. I was going <laughs> to say, why don't uh, why don't UFC just get rid of the the judges and then have like an app where all the fans watching get to the side who wins? <laughs> oh, <that laughs> like an X factor. I know. Can you imagine? Absolute worst thing. That would oh breed. My God. Some controversy, like, wouldn't it? Well, not only that, but like trying to claim that it's a genuine sport, which it is, but like obviously it's to some people is not seen as that. If his fan decided, <laughs> I mean, Conor McGregor would never lose a fight again. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. He yeah. would have won the B fight if it, if it was bloody. Well, we didn't get checked uh, out. Yeah. No, he, he still would have. <laughs> the fan still would have been like, it's part of his tactics. He's playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be, contest, that would, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. <clears throat> yeah, get the card as a whole. Uh, Matt Brown lost, so it was a load of shit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, it was all right. Uh, after Saturday, as in the Gagey Saturday, uh, which it will forever be known as, the Gagey Saturday, mm. uh, yeah, they didn't quite match up. But if you just treat it as one massive fight week and treat it as a whole, uh i think it was a success like there was a lot of good fights on there yeah, yeah some controversy yeah some shocking moments um obviously well, we've not even talked about the bloody anthony smith glover to fight oh man yeah um, with, with his corner tough yeah yeah really to watch it reminded <laughs> me of and i can't think of the fighter who fought amanda nunez what's her name kel pennington yeah. oh yeah remember oh, that really yeah mm-hmm. corner not... said the words i'm done mm-hmm. and they were like no 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 you can go, go back in there yeah and Stop. she got absolutely murdered yeah uh the, the, yeah the it was like that mm. more responsibility like, for the fire shouldn't they exactly i mean the fact that he had to hand his teeth to the ref whilst the boss get beaten up <laughs> still literally getting pounded out and he's handing his teeth to the ref like hold on to them hold on until yeah. this is it uh, and that. And I'm not getting, he's not getting a fight. Literally... He's not getting his fight purse, so he's going to put it under his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. Uh, well, let's end it there. We're not. We're not toughing that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but when bloody your opponent is apologising for the beating that he's putting on you, as he's doing it, I mean mm. that's when you know it's bad. Like Glover to share is literally saying, "I'm sorry. It's just part of the job." And then he's just like, "Yeah, it is. It is what it is." Um, but yeah, my the thing I take away from it is that a fighter's mentality should always be I'm in this forever. Like I will get that la- like Deontay Wilder. He would never have called that fight against um, Fury. He was like, I'm going to get this knockout. Whatever happens, even if this is the dying second of the last round, I'm going to get this knockout. That should be a fighter's mentality. And the corner's mentality should be we've got to save them from themselves because yeah. they can't see we see and that fight like the Raquel Pennington fight was the opposite of that where Anthony Smith seemed to know he was done and the corner 
in between rounds were just giving him much too much advice. It was just like really messy, loads of different things coming from different people all at the same time. None of it really useful. Uh, and yeah, just sending him back out without a game plan, without any like advice on what he should actually do next. When he feels uh, defeated as well, yeah. Exactly. Like he needed to be saved from them, not them saving him from himself. It was yeah. like it just seemed like Glover had more empathy for him than his actual corner did. <laughs> I'm mad as uh, that, yeah. It's, it was bizarre. Mm. Uh, yeah, it should have been should have been stopped earlier. The corner should have done a better job. Um, and Glover to share. I like fair play to him. He's been around forever. Uh, I know. And yeah, yeah, it's on a decent win streak. Great. Like I did not. If I was putting money on that fight, that would not have been the way I went. Oh, yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, I was surprised and pretty chuffed for him. Yeah. Wonder what's next for him. That's, uh, That's it, isn't it? Because even he's that. never yeah. going to get James fight. Um, mm. So he is like completely gatekeeper status where he'll just sit around the top five. Unless he keeps winning. Else. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it gets to a point if if Jones does stick mm. around in that division, which I guess takes us neatly onto the the next topic of conversation. Uh, is he going to stay in that division? Um, we kind of know the to. answer now. Mm. Yeah, we kind of know the answer now. But when we um, first messaged each other saying what the things we we're going to talk about during this uh, this podcast, Jones versus Ngannou was like the one we were excited about. Um, James was watching OSP, who also fought on, on one of the cards, fighting Ben Rothwell at heavyweight. Mm. Uh, he said that made him, it made it much more real for him because he could see like how he kind of put on a bit of muscle, but it was he was still him. And James was like, okay, I can I can do this. Uh, and Gan obviously got the, I think called the, out the scariest man. Yeah, well that's it. Like fair play to him. Uh, fair play for not just going. I want a title shot. Like he literally yeah. was like, no, I'll fight the guy everybody's scared to fight exactly um, which is really ballsy and then dana did something that he always does which really annoys me i know dana's got his fans but i actually kind of detest the man for this reason above all he will shit on fighters or sell fighters out or throw them under the bus when it's him and his company that they're actually the cause of it so when a reporter asked him about that fight his response was, they don't really want it. Which what that means is, is no, mm. we don't want to pay them any more than they're already contractually obligated for. We'll pay them their base level salary, well not salary, their base level fight purse to fight each other. And if they want any more, well, then they obviously don't want the fight enough. If they wanted it, they'd fight for free. And it's like, no, like that's the most dangerous fight for John Jones. Like, what are you talking about? He, Why would you not want to do that? When you're starved of... Because you can't get fighters overseas as of yet. So if you've got Ngannou and John Jones, who are both in the States, who are both arguably ready to go, or could be in, say, six weeks, why would you want to shit on that fight and stop it? And why are you saying, nah, they didn't want it? Like, don't try and turn the fans on them and blame mm. them. No, you just don't want to pay them enough. They clearly... What? I just want that fight. What I would call that fight is an investment fight, especially during this time. Uh, would obviously, like you said, obviously the the, the starred starved fighters that they can pick from, it's uh, an investment fight to get more fans in. That is a massive fight. That is mm-hmm. so you can hike that so well. So just pay them what they want, 
mm-hmm. and you're going to make that back with yeah. the, just the stories, well, you, new fans you're going to get. You're right, because you could sell that two ways to new people or casuals. One, you just mention the names that John Jones is beat, and yeah. like they will ring bells. Like Rampage Jackson's going to ring a bell because obviously he was in Hollywood and stuff. Like DC obviously rings out. Um, it's, it's, it's like Vito Belfort, Leo yeah. Machida. There's, there's names there. Like people would go, okay, I know this John Jones guy. Uh, and then you just put in Gano's knockout highlight route. Just mm-hmm. put that in like a 30 second trailer. Just people last will stop what they're doing and just watch and go, <laughs> oh my God, who is that? I want to exactly. see him fight that skinny man. Yeah, definitely. Like a hundred percent, you could sell that fight to new people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and st- so they'd rather do what? And Gano just wait for a year while Stipe waits for DC and Jones fights who? Dominic Reyes again or uh, Jan Blakovitz or like no one's excited yeah. for those fights. When, what I, are when, you I, when about? I was thinking of this fight, I was like, John Jones versus Nugano, Stipe versus Daniel Cormier, winner, winner. That's I was it. like, that's great. That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's yeah, it sorts the timeline out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really annoying. And I hate it when Dana does that. And he did it on um, another thing that really, really pissed me off, where he said, for no real reason, just decided to, like, shit on Thug Rose, where he was yeah. like, there's only one fighter that's not willing to fight during the, the pandemic, Thug Rose. And it's like, well, one... Consider what she's gone through. You know why she doesn't. She's lost two members to her family. Two, you already know Stipe, doesn't Because he's a first responder, so she's not the only one. Three, Habib's dad is in a medically induced coma from the virus. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure why he's not going to be fight? the fight yeah. either. Like, what are you talking about? Why is he gone, oh, Rose is irritating me, so for no real reason at all, I'm just going to single her out out of the what? 500 600 fighters they've got on the on the roster just so mm-hmm. fans can be and that's exactly what happened as soon as i went on twitter i saw loads of people just taking the piss out of it and i was like ah, okay but Disappointing. yeah I mm. people just lap up whatever dana says and takes it as, as truth and it's like no the man twists everything he is a snake oil salesman like yeah, I, yeah. So that, that really annoys me. And I hate the fact that he shut down what is arguably the most exciting fight other than probably, well, now Tony Khabib is actually gone. I reckon Jones versus Nganu is the most exciting fight to make. Yeah. If you said to me, if you were a fight maker, what fight would you make? I wouldn't even consider this. I thought this would be out of the, <laughs> out of the realm, but it's that exciting. I would be like, nah, we're never going to get that. But... Yeah, I couldn't think of a of a better fight to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they could do a Conor ass card where like that was the only thing on it, and I'd be like, "Yep, I'm staying up to watch it." Exactly. Um, and yet their next card, two fifty, is like Amanda Nunes and nothing, and they're like, "Yeah, that's pay per view." Like that shows how starved for quality fights they are. Mm-hmm. If you look at that pay per view, it's trash. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's fights that are yet to be announced. I'm sure that is the case. But like as it stands, there is nothing interesting on that card other than the Nunes fight. Um, so even yeah. then, really. Even then. Yeah, even then. I mean, I think... Is it Felicia Spencer she's fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that probably will be tougher than, than people are expecting. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a fight of the year contender. Um so yeah, I don't really 
if you were to message me and be like, mate, I, I'm not going to stay up for that fight. I'll just watch it tomorrow. I mm. probably would do the same. I probably am, as it, to be honest. As it if, if listeners are listening from the US, we live in the UK, and it, it does get quite difficult to stay up um, yeah. to, to five, six in the morning. When you've got a card like, obviously, the previous main card, it's easy. You know, I mean, your adrenaline, your excitement is going to keep you up. When you've got something like this, I'll just wait. Yeah. Even then, you fell asleep uh, between fights, and my, my fucking <laughs> yeah. thing crashed. And I was going down straight. Jace! Jace! <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. Uh, but yeah, man, I completely agree. If there's, if there's not that, yeah, you need exciting fights throughout, which is not to say that those lesser named or lower card people can't put on exciting fights. They don't need to be named fighters to put on exciting fights, but there's that anticipation that keeps you up. As you said, that, that carries you through when there's a main event that is worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. and as much as I love, love, love Amanda Nunes, that's just not it like ufc 250 which by the way 250 should be a massive card should it not? yeah definitely yeah like, you thought that was um yeah like that that you like ufc 200 then 250 then 300 mm-hmm. 200 yeah. was amazing <laughs> yeah it was amazing uh on paper um i can't remember if we loved it or not i know it had the mark hunt brought lesnar fight which was a bit poo and me should mm. take winning no he should take losing headlines yeah, yeah, against Nunes. That's when Nunes became the champ. Uh, so I guess it's kind of Yeah, which wasn't that great. Was that Joe Lozon versus Diego Sanchez on that, which we thought was going to be a bloodbath, and then Joe just starched him? Um, that was the card which with the yellow new. ring map. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah there was uh, so Sage Northcutt, TJ Dillashaw. I'm just looking at that now. Calvin Gaslam won. Oh, TJ. oh, you just mean they're both on the card? I was like, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Just looking at it, yeah, and then oh yeah, because it was Daniel Cormier, John Jones, but that got cancelled. Sorry, guys, you you've all seen UFC two (laughs) hundred. We don't need to. We're not doing a rehash episode. No, I was just looking at it. I was like, that, that, that is what you'd expect. That sort of caliper. Obviously, now I understand it's it's difficult times, and like you said, we're we're starving fighters because it's a bit landlocked. But this is shocking. Pay him, pay him two, three, four million pound each and just get him on it. They didn't pay anyone. Mil- like, I think John's <laughs> last fight was like half a million. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just such a... The, the percentage of revenue fund actually goes fine. Yeah, Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> For James versus Ngannou. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. 100% the most exciting fight to make. If I was a matchmaker, it would be a no-brainer. That's the one you go with. Mm. um yeah in terms of like what's coming up on the horizon uh yeah there's not really anything to get super pumped about uh oh also apparently i don't know how true this is henry cejudo is is walked back his retirement already oh right well i heard that um benavidez fight is being announced for the vacant flyweight title yeah that was the case wasn't it because obviously he 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 went up his pants stayed there of course yeah yeah Um, yeah but i've not heard that he's coming back uh but you fell to wait. Well, I think it was his manager saying that, so I don't know if that's confirmed or not. But I mm. wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised at all. I yeah, imagine not. it was more a case of him trying to be like, "You need to pay me more," and just try to do it that way. I thought um, it was more of a case he just didn't want Dominic Cruz to have <laughs> the, the opportunity <laughs> to retire. Uh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I guess with that, there's not really much more to talk about in terms of upcoming stuff. We've covered the other cards. So the only other thing to, to talk about, Jace, is last, last week, last episode, you uh, asked if the listeners would send us any questions. Mm. And I rudely, so rudely, in fact, that off air, you had a go at me and you're like, why, why are you so pessimistic? <laughs> like, they might send us questions. But I mocked you for suggesting that a fan would ever send, a listener would ever send in a question. Well, we've got a question. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, I take my hat off I apologize. You, you um, need to be a bit more uh, positive in the future, mate. Come on. Yeah. yeah I agree. We're going to be the number two <laughs> podcast behind Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> believe. Yeah, we're going to sell to Spotify for uh, 100 pence, yeah, 100 million. <laughs> Hundred pence, but yeah. Um, right. So the question, Jace, is a two-parter. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. After seeing, so this is from MMA, MMA Mark, which is not his real name. After seeing a few cards now without the crowd and being able to hear everything, both as a spectator and a fighter, what fighter would? And as a fighter, so if you were a fighter, if you were fighting, which commentator would you want Octagon side? So obviously there is the thing about Daniel Cormier, uh, his his commentary being picked up by uh, Greg Hardy and um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Carlos Esparza. Uh, so yeah, answer the I guess the the first part first. Just what fighter would you want to watch? Or I guess you could even go back in time if you wanted to watch a fight. That's right, I'm changing the question on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll answer the question as it is. Yeah, because if 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 we were going to go back and maybe choose a fight, you'd probably pick Diaz versus Conor McGregor because the shit they'd be talking to each other would be great yeah. if you'd be able to hear that. But um, what fighter would I most want to hear fight? Mm-hmm. Probably the guy that talks the most is is Habib. Yeah, he talks so much when he's battering people that it would just be really interesting to hear live instead of having to get those sort of audio clips once the fight's done two weeks after and stuff like that. I think that would be great. Um, and obviously, I just want to see him fight. So it's an excuse. But yeah, no, I think I think at the moment, and the, I don't think Nate Diaz is going to fight. So I, I would pick Habib. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I agree. Like, I've been racking my brains for a, an, another answer because it seems like the obvious one. Um, if I was going to do any fight from history, I would do also a Diaz brother. I'd do Nick versus Frank Shamrock in Strike Force because um, I remember after the fight, Frank, who at the time was somewhat of a legend in the sport, was respected by everybody. He didn't really know too much about Nick Diaz. And like two seconds into the fight, Nick was talking trash and he could not believe it. Like it literally <laughs> took him out of his game so bad. He was like, this this kid's talk I'm a I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a I'm a former UFC champion. I'm a legend in the sport. <laughs> and this little punk is talking shit to me yeah. whilst he's beating me. Uh so that would just be amazing. Uh but yeah, in terms of current fighters, yeah, Nick's not fighting, Nate's not fighting. Um I would have said I would have said Gagey to hear how powerful his leg kicks are, but we've had that now. Mm. Um, and Barboza beat him, I reckon. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. The sound that sounded, is... yeah. Indeed. Uh, and, yeah, the other thing would be to hear, like, the sound of Ngannou's punches we've also had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I just think... I think you're probably right. It is going to be Habib. Just to... I would actually be more interested to hear, like, the struggles of his opponent 
like when they're breathing. frustrated yeah, yeah they, like just to hear their breathing hear their song just to hear the moment where they you they give up like it happened with all of them barboza michael johnson uh connor like they just got to a point where they were pushing and pushing and trying to squirm out of it and the pressure was too much and they they just were like ah, fine and that happened to all of them and like yeah to hear that with perfect clarity whilst habib's just chatting shit in his broken english would just be would be great yeah um so is, is the obvious answer uh but the right i answer. agree with you it is the right answer <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh and then yeah part part do part b of the question um yeah if you're fighting and you basically want to be stealing advice uh who would you want commentating your fight who do you think gives the best kind of live analysis of mm. the fight it's a tough one um because you, you, you said it has to be a commentator, so I'm well, going to... I mean, you don't have to do that. So my answer well, would be know. Brian Stan, who used to be a commentator, uh, but mm. isn't anymore. But I just thought no, when he was commentators, he was the best. Yeah. Um, I'm the cheat. That is my answer. Brian Stan, best um, old fighter who became a commentator they ever had. Uh, but yeah, who, who are you going with? Well, Dominic Cruz is great. Daniel Cormier yeah. is great. But mm-hmm. I would like Dan Hardy to do it for me. Yeah, Dan Hardy's brilliant. Um, yeah. When, when, when he breaks down he fights. It's like yeah. fight pass. Fight pass. Uh, yeah, when, but yeah, when he no, breaks down he, fights, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. He's usually quite accurate as well. I really uh, I really like his stuff. And um, yeah, I think I think him um, commentating my fight, that'd be great to have just as set as well as your corner. His, his, uh, his opinion on how, especially in between rounds. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, sit me as close to that as possible. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Mm. One of the things that that question made me kind of realize is how many quality commentators they have. Like Paul Felder does a really good job. Dan Hardy, when he's on, does a really good job. Michael Bispin does a really good job. Cruz does a really good job, even if yeah. he does talk probably about underhooks too much. Cormier's like really, really coming to his own. Like he's superb. Oh, yeah. They have so many. Like, mm. when you think it used to just be always joe and goldberg and that was it and like that was it that was all you're getting and now there's yeah. so many different really quality commentators that all have their own personality and there's like different dynamics when they get with it so like when paul felder's with with dc there's kind of a more of a jokey vibe uh when he's with bispin they kind of are both talking about their fight history and like how that compares to what they've seen in the cage cruz is all serious like yeah no it's uh it's great it made me kind of appreciate it more because it's not really something i've ever thought about or given too much mm-hmm. thought uh so yeah great question uh <laughs> hopefully we get some more in the we future will. yeah I, I will never laugh at you for asking for them again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a great question cheers mark yeah man uh so yeah i think with that we probably we are done unless you've got anything else that you want to you want to talk no. about no it was That's... just well, i was going to talk about page van zandt coming back because i'm looking forward to that it'd be great to see her back in it like... yeah she's considered yeah, consider okay. coming back in july apparently so uh okay. i look forward to that and uh the mike perry darren till stuff is pretty cool yeah let's let that fester and hopefully see that <laughs> oh god that come to fruition but um yeah yeah nut cases mm-hmm. yeah. but i think that's a good place to leave it until uh until we see some atrocious fights happen on uh may 30th 
Yeah, so what is that card? Because that's not UFC 250, is it? That's just, uh, isn't this like a yet-to-be-announced card? Yeah, basically. So, yeah, who, yeah so there's, no, there's nothing announced for that, is that right? Uh, well, they've said, is it Chase Hooper? Oh, no, that's for 250, isn't it? I don't know, mate. All I yeah. know is Dana at some point mentioned there's also a fight card on May 30th, and I was like, mm. oh, I didn't know about that. And yeah. no one does. Nothing's uh, concrete at the moment, so I guess yeah, no point talking about that. So uh, it's been a good one. Yeah, nice nice right, cool. Yeah, Cheers, guys, for listening. Again, send us some questions and follow us at Touch Your Gloves. Mm-hmm. Not that we we tweet very often anymore. <laughs> I gave yeah, up it's on difficult my at the moment. And then a, a fight a day. Yeah, uh, I did fifty consecutive days and was like, nah, <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Thought it was going to be three uh, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, um, but yeah, cool. That's a good. That's a good place to call it. Yeah. Good to have yeah, a chat. Good to talk fights. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers, Anne.